Welcome to Women of Fortitude with Rhonda Jane and Kelsey. This is a place where women share their stories to inspire other women. And also to remind all women that you are a woman of fortitude. Hi, welcome to part two of More Than Abused with Candy Walker on Women of Fortitude. This episode will discuss a specific person's experiences with sexual abuse that could be upsetting or triggering. We opted to do two sections on this because we had such great content from Miss Candy Walker and we just couldn't get it all into one episode like we wanted to. So today we're going to share some of our Q&A with Candy Walker. I hope you enjoy. worst things that I always hear and people say well mine is not as bad as yours like mm-hmm. and it's not it like you can't say that that's codependency mm-hmm. and that's um no just because I have a broke leg doesn't mean that your broke pinky can't hurt mm-hmm. abuse is abuse is abuse and it affects you in the same way it could be one brief encounter and it is still going to affect your life and every decision that you make after that your self-esteem so People discount themselves because of that. Like, it's all the same. You know, and don't put me on a pedestal of any kind because don't put, don't ever put me on anything I can fall off of. I think about how I'm just still living off prayers of my grandparents. You know, I just, I just need prayer, but, you know, not that the devil comes at me any harder than any other person, but, you know, you've just got to recognize and fight it because... I mean, I I have a therapist, I have a great um, doctor, I have a great Christian, you know, I have to take medicine for um, antidepressants Mm -hmm. um, because I have a chemical imbalance, but I go to one reputable doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't shop around. You know, I have accountability people, you know, I I check in with my family and my doctor. I'm like, "Um, you know, am I still copacetic? You know, Mm -hmm. how how am I doing? You know, or I let them know if something has changed, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been a long, hard recovery. It's going to be a long, hard recovery going out but I feel like Joshua and Caleb they were the oldest of the group that went and checked out the new promised land you know the younger ones were like well I don't know you know we we don't think that we can take it and Caleb and Joshua were the oldest ones and like yeah we can yeah we can we got a lot going on and you know as I get older I you know I see those big grapes you know I'm saying (laughs) the Lord's got big things God is big and I'm going to go out with a bang as mm-hmm. I get older. I got grandkids. I got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't slowing down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not anywhere close to slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of stood out in my mind as far as like recognizing it is um, I've heard, I don't know the statistics or anything like that, but I've heard a lot if it happens to a child once, more than likely it will happen again. A counselor told me that and when I was doing my practice teaching once. And so I think people need to be aware of that. Okay, if this child has been through it, we need to keep an eye on her because it's liable to happen again. And the counselor said, I don't know how to explain it. It's like they have these red flags on them. Like, here I am, and I don't know what it is about it, but that's one thing I did want to put out there for people who are around kids, if you're a mom, a teacher, whatever, watch those kids too like just because it happened once doesn't mean it's not going to happen again oh yes definitely because they're kind of targeted then because they'll say oh you know um 
they're just touchy feely mm -hmm. or oh they just since it happened to them before then I just touched their arm and they thought I touched them so and so mm. or oh yeah that's why I say they're already discounted you know first of all don't be talking bad about your kids in front of anybody that's just humiliating it ain't no nobody else's business yeah but if you say oh these kids were abused then that just moves in for an uncle or a friend of the family. Because, you know, you're going to be, 95% uh, of the time, it's by somebody you know or a family member. So don't be acting like it's, you know, somebody uh, that you don't know. Yeah. So as soon as you say, then they're going to be in the house. As soon as you have family or something that's in the house, then those are the ones that are doing the abusing, you know. But, um... Uh, yeah, so that they can be discounted real quick and be like, well, I didn't do it. They were just abused before, so they just think that everything's abuse. You can't even hug on them without them calling mm -hmm. that abuse. See, they can be easily said that they're lying. So, and the child will be like, the child's like less likely to tell because I didn't tell about my stepbrother. I'd already told, see, I'd already told about my stepfather. I had told my, my biological mother. I had done told my dad, my stepmother. Uh, I had told... I tried to tell my junior high teacher, but you know, my biological mother made me rewrite that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I probably had told some other people, but by the time you tell, first of all, by the time you tell your biological mother, mm -hmm. I mean, I told her when I was like four. And, um, and I remember having kidney infections so bad that I couldn't get up off the bathroom floor when I was like three and four years old. Like, so, you know, even back then, that had to be, you know, things that were... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, but by the so, time you tell your parents, your three parents... Mm -hmm. So, who else I want to go tell? back to four-year-old Candy and, like, as a teacher or a neighbor, what could I have looked for? What would have been a red flag? I mean, and as a healthcare provider... A kidney infection in a child that age would be a huge red flag, especially yeah. if they're recurrent. Yeah. And um, that, to me, that would be a huge red flag in the healthcare world. But in the other places that that four-year-old candy was, what were some signs that somebody could have noticed or... Well, back then, times were different as far as healthcare. Yeah. But then, also back then, I remember... Um, going when I was young going to the dentist and I remember when I was 13 going to a dentist and I um had I had breast because I developed at 12 and 13 I had breast and I remember the dentist groping me oh my goodness you know so yeah. I remember stuff like that so I can only imagine you know what you know things are are better now probably way better with the healthcare system so I'm sure I would think that now a child that age going and having that many UTIs would be a red flag. Back then, who knows? Yeah. Like, I don't even remember going to the doctor at that age. Well, and if, and like you made the comment that you use one physician and, and that kind of thing. So, John, yeah, Dr. Jumpin'. Dr. Jumpin' would be a way to, one, kind yeah. to avoid that, I guess. But um, I can tell you that um, when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, one of the things is that I was never allowed to go in anyone's houses. Like, the, the trailer park that we lived in, like, I was not allowed 
to go in anyone's houses, like none of my friends to play, which everybody else did. You know, because mm-hmm. it was a good, clean community. It was mm-hmm. a good, safe community. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like everybody knew everybody. But I wasn't allowed to go in anyone's house. But that was them not wanting me to build friendship right. and trust. Right. So um, a lot of times at that age, like, and I had to stay closer within my range than the normal kid. Like, the normal kids could say go everywhere in that trailer park. But I could only go within so many houses, which was odd. But, you know, you don't know it's odd. You just right. think. So, like, I would play with kids that were younger than me because that would be within my range. So, even though there was nothing, I wasn't mentally delayed or anything, but it looked weird that I was playing with kids that were a lot younger than me outside. Yeah. So, it was like, huh, something's not right. Like, Candy's not mentally delayed, but something's not right. Yeah. But at the time, they were telling everybody that I played with matches or... You know, they just made up stuff. Like, oh, I remember they were like, okay, if you do number two in the bathroom and you don't want it to stink, why well, match? Mm-hmm. So they kept matches. Well, I did that one time, and when I flushed the commode, the match was still in the, the commode. It didn't flush. I got in trouble because, right. yeah, because I lit a match, and it was like, supposedly, maybe for some reason, like, it wasn't me, mm-hmm. but it was, like, there was, I mean... The rules were never the same, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I did invite a friend over for some reason, they didn't they didn't like that she sat too close. They didn't, the chair swiveled. They didn't like that she swiveled the chair, so she couldn't come back. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it was always something. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Like, you know, now that I think back, like, it is just... Crazy. They say hindsight is twenty twenty, and... Yes. Um, and I remember and when you look back on stuff. I didn't. You know, I didn't laugh right one time. I would always. I wouldn't laugh out loud enough. Oh. <laughs> I didn't drink enough when I ate. Like I would eat and then drink. Well, and another thing from your story that really <laughs> like struck me was about your mom, and how miserable was her life. Because she was constantly having to go through your things and constantly worried about what you were going to say and what you were going to do. And then she may have been afraid of your stepdad, too. I don't know. I don't know that situation. I know a lot of times they are afraid like that. But how miserable did she have to be? When I confronted her... She always knew about all the abuse. Not everybody on earth is God's children. That's all right. I'm going to say. You know, right. devil, right. the devil's got his own army too. She just had no soul. You know, I look back and there's just never a time that I was sick and wanted her. Like, my daughter now is 32 years old and she don't feel good. She wants her, her mama. mama. Yeah. But there was never a time that I remember... I mean, there were times where I was sick and I stayed home from school. Like, I think back these things now, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know. There was a, I don't ever remember her taking me to the doctor, to be honest. But, um, and that was just God taking mm-hmm. care of me. Like, I remember being in the hospital one time. But I look back and never remember wanting to, like, crawl in her lap and be mm-hmm. close to her. Or anything, you know, even when I was younger. You know, after you're young and you tell her those things about being abused, like, you don't go back. Yeah. You know, even kids in orphanages, if they're not picked up, they quit crying. Mm -hmm. Like, two or three months old, like, they just quit Mm -hmm. crying, you know. 
she was always, I guess, a narcissist. Like I said, I, I just, there's just, not everybody's God's children. But um, even when, when I went and forgave my stepfather, she followed me out to the car, said, um, Candy, do you forgive me too since I didn't know any of this was going on? Yeah. Misty that was with me had to remind me of what I said because I was just kind of in a daze with my stepfather. Misty said that uh, I just told her it would be in her best interest to get back on the porch. Because <laughs> I had already dealt with all of that. It wasn't that I didn't forgive her. There's just no soul there. There's just yeah. no... We had dealt with that. Yeah. Like, you knew. Yeah. This is all... I mean... Her other stepchildren knew there had been more on it. Like, you can only say that you didn't know so many times no. and me not be a fool. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, like we've been through that before. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't know? And even that day, she was like, he has Alzheimer. He doesn't know. And, the, and even before in that conversation, he was like, you know I abused you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. and she was like, he doesn't remember. Like, she was still trying to cover for him to cover her own self. Yeah. And it was like, it was, you know, not comical, but really like... You kind of have to Get laugh. me behind me, Satan. Yes. Like, I'm not yes. even scared of you anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just a tool. Not everybody is God's children. Mm -hmm. The devil has his own army. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know... And God does not like people who like him, who hurt his children. Right. Like you said, you talk about um, we need to talk about it and, you know, we need to be open about it. But I think as a society, we try to make excuses for the mamas. Just like I said, she was probably scared of him. Um, but we need to stop. We need to stop making excuses and we need to say... This is your. This is a child. You are responsible. You are responsible for this, for this child, and I don't care if you're scared of him or I don't care what your reason is. This is a child, and you're to protect to protect this child. This was one of the most eye-opening things that was ever ever done for me. Was when we were doing recovery and we started doing um, inventory, and it was we did Cinderella's inventory. And this was about learning to place blame where it needed to be. Okay, now Cinderella, as far as we know, her mom died. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then her stepmother was so evil to her. But where was Cinderella's dad? Mm -hmm. He was. She was only mean to him because Cinderella's dad allowed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at it like that, hmm... He's the man, and it was his first responsibility to take care of Cinderella. And he allowed those things to happen. Mm -hmm. And you start putting it like that, and you're like, huh. Oh. Oh, he had to work. Oh, work's more important than your child. Hmm. Oh, he. Uh-uh. You start looking at it like that, and you're like, oh. Huh. Because I was like, okay, because, you know, I always thought that I was such a bad mom, that I could have been a better mom, that, like, there were nights that, like, I went out and partied where I left Ashley with a babysitter or, you know, I could, I should have stayed home with her or something. And then finally it was like, oh, my gosh, I had the worst parents ever. Like, how did I even know how to be a mom? 
ah, it was like as if I had to run a marathon with all of my arms and legs broke and mm. I finished the marathon. Like I was never able to say that I was a decent person. Like I was always just like, I'm such a loser. Like, like that's just how I always felt. And then it was like, I'm actually not so bad. Mm. Like with what I had. Yeah. And then my daughter is the most amazing mother I've ever mm -hmm. seen. Mm -hmm. She's got patience. She's loves her like she wouldn't even let me babysit on sometimes Dang. and I'm like who are you because I was like giving you up all the time do you know what I'm saying yeah. and I'm like how does that happen how do you become the best mom in the world when you have me I'm like how does that happen and you know and that's just God and, and she's my best friend and like I have been like 20 minutes without talking to her and I think I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, but you know, things like that, you know, and you just let God have it. You were able to give her what you were not given. And that's amazing. And we were poor. Mm -hmm. We were so poor. And I was telling her the other day and I was like, I'm so glad because, you know, all we did was pretend like the floor was lava. Oh, yeah. And jump from sofa to, to chair mm -hmm. and go to the library and check out books and read on because we were so <laughs> poor. And that was the best. Because, you know, when you have money, not that money's bad, but, but now I've got money. So now I'm like, yeah, let me buy you stuff and like pay for stuff mm -hmm. because nobody ever did that for mm -hmm. me. Like now I get to do it all. But like I said, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. We lived on the coast. So I mean, all we had to do was go to the beach because it was free. Darn it, you had to grow up going to the beach. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now I'm like, wow. But like, I look back at our childhood and I mean we had things we were not wealthy by any means but I mean we had gifts and we had grandparents that bought us things but the buying things are not the things that I remember yeah. it's the things that we did like the the going on the trip or the going yes. to the beach or the going to the zoo or the things like that that yes. um that make the memories so well and that's what me and my daughter have done for several years anyway for like the last 10 years is like birthdays and things is we do something we go to the zoo like for my birthday we went to the Birmingham Zoo and we took crew her son or three uh, several years ago we went to um legally blonde play in Franklin Tennessee or we go to the Viking school and mm -hmm. cook together or like we um we do <laughs> stuff together like yeah we're taking the kids uh the kids to jazz fest in April like they're oh. one in three they need to learn how to be cultured and oh, get dirty yes. and you know a life of crime so you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean what's better than that you know I mean uh, life is too short you can be we, we were like you know what you can be tired at home or you can be tired in New Orleans and New that's what yeah. you know that's the fun we took him to the beach last year and God's given me way more than I could have ever imagined mm -hmm. like so what about your sisters are you in contact with no um I have a sister that lives in Corinth and I have one that lives here uh yes I mean I talked to the one in Corinth randomly but she was way smarter than me and she separated herself from everybody 30 years ago took me a long time to realize that because for a long time I was and you even pretend, like I pretended for a long time that my stepmother was okay. But like, 
she's not. She was never nice to me. Like, you're just embarrassed, I think, for a while, and then you want them to be okay, but then, you know, about 10 years back, I was just like, forget it. And then you have to just realize, no, it's better to not have anybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that they were just step and people are like family's family i'm like well you go worry about yours because mine's not nice and so i just had to get rid of everybody and delete them and stay away from them and they're toxic and everything and um so and i have a sister here who i love more than anything but um i have a sister emily who i pick picked and she's my best friend and and i have best friends that I could show up at their door that would give me more than anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm good. And I have a wonderful family. Mm -hmm. My, I say my family, I say my husband's family, like they're mm -hmm. my family too. But, um, you know, I kept hanging on to a lot of them. And like I said, mm -hmm. they weren't even nice to me. Well, thank you for sharing your wonderful story of fortitude. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, you ready for these rapid-fire questions? Yes. Okay. What is your song of the week? <gasps> Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm a Swifty. <laughs> okay, your favorite Disney princess? Moana. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? Yes, Moana. yes. We saw that in the yes, we did. Yes, we love her because, first of all, there is not a prince. Yes. She yes. is her own princess, yes. mm -hmm. and um, it's in Hawaii, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she is just fierce and hilarious. Yes, yes. and she's a thick girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I do too. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to relax? Anywhere with my, my best friend, Emily. She makes me enjoy nature, because like, whether it's just in my backyard or somewhere in nature but she is the one who will get me away because like i i can't even slow down like to <laughs> rest or anything i'm just so high strung and she will make me s slow down i hear right now i ain't never seen candy walker take a nap <laughs> here right now and um but she is the one that will make me get out and stop and enjoy nature and you know Jesus took long walks and mm -hmm. that is where he got away all right describe your job with three words unique mm -hmm. personal mm -hmm. and adventurous mm -hmm. oh very good and when was the last time you laughed and what was it about <laughs> um day before yesterday and it was with my grandson crew who is three he has he loves paw patrol but my husband calls it papa patrol <laughs> and he i got him some gummies that were uh paw, paw patrol and he was sharing them with his papa and he gave my he gave my husband one and he said here, Papa, I'm going to share these with you. And he gave him one. He said, but don't eat it because I'm going to want it back. <laughs> so and that is just one of the many, many things that he constantly has us cracking up about. So he's three. And then we have Kyle. I have a, a three-year-old granddaughter. So we may need to be, like, working on this arranged marriage here. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we have I have Collins. We call her Collie, and she is one. Oh. And they okay. are the love See? of our lives. My grandson is he's six months old. So I'm telling you. No, she does have a. She's got a one year old. They may have to. Yeah. Well, Crow is. He just turned three last month. He's got his own cooking show. Oh. I mean, he on Instagram, Crew okay. Cooks. Crew Cooks. He we'll cooks some breakfast. And, okay. Yes, he is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, is he crew with a C. Uh, K R E W E. Okay. I love that. That's why I said my daughter is such a good mom, and his dad. They they are such good parents. My daughter was putting him to bed the other night, and um, she spends like five minutes with him as he's going to sleep. And she said that she cupped his face, and she said, you are smart, you are mm -hmm. brave, you are important. And mm -hmm. he, he looked at her, and he put his little hands mm -hmm. up, and he said, you are an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> we have laughed. It is just always something. We we started that with my little boy when he was little Brantley. Yeah. And um so now whenever I say it, he's like, Yes, I know, I'm smart, I'm handsome, and I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> it does stick with him. Oh uh, But he is. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> As you know, we um do a gift each session and your gift from our previous guest was uh, from Miss Stephanie Owens, and it is butterfly earrings, <gasps> and she says that this is so you can spread your wings and fly. Oh, those are beautiful. I oh, love butterflies. They were cute. <laughs> I love them. And we thank you so much for being here today. I know it's hard. It's hard to share your story and relive all those emotions. No, it's harder to keep it to myself than it is to share it. <laughs> so if anybody wants to follow Candy on Facebook, her name is Candy Walker, and that is Candy with a K. And she is an awesome photographer. So you can find her stuff on there as well. Oh, thank you for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Massage by Kelty. Kelty Childs is a licensed massage therapist number 1511. Special thanks to our editor and producer, Daniel Rogers, and thanks to our musician, Brantley Rogers. If you love our podcast, like and rate us wherever you listen to our podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Women of Fortitude. Thank you.